Super Talk Mississippi media production. Hi, this is Dr. Andy Barlow with the Chiropractic Physician Center of Tupelo and author of the number one bestseller, The Code Breaker. Are you sick and tired of the medical merry-go-round? Are you looking for a potential solution to your health problem? Be sure and listen to our podcast, The Code Breaker. Welcome into the post-game reaction, post-weekend reaction of the Rebel Report. I'm Michael Borky. Glad that you guys are with me. Two games were played and two games were won this weekend by Ole Miss. The weather Saturday was just absolutely brutal. I mean, even if there wasn't precipitation falling, asking these guys to play in those conditions would have just been awful. And it was even awful today and Friday as well. But Saturday, whoo. They, uh, I bet every player on that field w- uh, welcomed the uh, the cancellation. So two games, Ole Miss sweeps VCU in the two-game series to move to 6-0 and on the season. Five of those games. Uh, wait. Right. Four of those games. Excuse me. I was about to say five of the six were run rules. They were not four of the six were, uh, were run rules. That's pretty impressive. And the Ole Miss offense is very impressive. Now, the competition, not so much, let's be honest. Uh, I mean, it's Charleston Southern and VCU, although VCU was a regional team a year ago. And competition level definitely stepped up a notch. Is it anywhere close to SEC play? No, it's not. But uh, VCU had, especially at third base, uh, some some players. An upgrade in talent from last week, and still Ole Miss largely made easy work of VCU on the weekend. So we'll go through the box scores just briefly. And I've got uh, three thought, four thoughts from the weekend because it wasn't all good. It's not all good right now. Uh, it's hard to look for negatives when you're run ruling four of your six games. Uh, but there are some things that concern me uh, about this team. It's nitpicky to some degree, but I-, I think you guys see what I'm seeing on a couple of spots but there's also a glaring positive with this team. It's really impressive also. So I'll give you a couple bad thoughts, a couple good thoughts, and uh, I'll send you on your way. But I do want to remind you, first of all, follow me on social media if you haven't already. Just Michael Borky, B-O-R-K-E-Y, on Twitter and Facebook and YouTube. So find me on YouTube. Search Michael Borky. Subscribe to my YouTube channel. Uh, and uh, while you're here, by the way, if you're listening in browser, because I know a good bit of you do, Uh, Wherever you get your podcasts, search Rebel Report and subscribe to the Rebel Report and leave a rating and a review as well. I very much appreciate that. The podcast is brought to you, by the way, before we get into baseball stuff, it's brought to you by Advantage Business Systems. Go to absms.com. That is the website. absms.com if you're in the market for office technology solutions. So what does that mean? Copiers and printers, mail machines. Cloud storage, data security, IT projects. If it's technology that you use in your office, anywhere inside of the state of Mississippi, Advantage Business Systems has a solution for you. ABSMS.com is the website. If you tell them I sent you, you get a complimentary office technology assessment. So you tell them what you need and what your budget is, and they'll find a solution for you. Also, the podcast is brought to you by LB's just across from Kroger on University Avenue, uh, right there in Oxford. LB's, it, it is the best place in Mississippi to get your meat. Hopefully, you did some of that this weekend. Maybe made a chili or a gumbo. I mean, it's Fat Tuesday coming up. So, if you wanted to feel a little New Orleans, maybe made some dirty rice or some gumbo or, or jambalaya or whatever the case may be, maybe some po' boys. I don't know. But it was definitely inside cooking weather 
and hopefully you got that started at LB's. Go buy and see Greg again. Tell him I sent you. They have daily lunch specials Monday through Friday, and they are big-time supporters of Ole Miss baseball. So Friday night, Ole Miss gets the win. 10-4 to was the final score. Uh, Derek Diamond was, was okay. Uh, pitched five complete, didn't give up an earned run, walked one, struck out two. Uh, you had three guys coming in relief, a uh, couple of runs given up uh, late in the ball game, but nothing too concerning there. Ten to four, again, the final score. Uh, Garrett Wood had a hit uh, in his one at bat. Kevin Graham had one hit that scored two runs, or he scored two runs at uh, that one hit led to an RBI. Elko had one hit. He also homered today, but more on that later. Uh, ben Van Cleef scored a couple of runs and also had a hit himself. McCants had a hit. The offense on Friday was really spread around on this team. If I'm looking at this correctly, there was not but one Ole Miss batter that had more than one hit. So two hits from uh, Calvin Harris, who's done a really good job uh, in place of Hayden Dunhurst at catcher while he rehabs or whatever you want to call it from that hamstring injury. He had a couple of hits on Friday. On Sunday, uh, a really potent offensive attack. Uh, you had three hits from Kevin Graham, three hits from Justin Bench, two from Chatney. Uh, Gonzalez had one. Elko had a home run. He's got, I think, three on the season. If uh, off the top of my head, I believe he's got three on the season. Uh, so really spread out hitting there as well. But the story of the game is not Gonzalez hitting a home run, which was a rocket, not Elko hitting a home run. It, it was somebody else that hit a home run. And we'll get to that here in a little bit. So 14 to 3 was the final score. That game ended in seven innings after an alleged walk-off home run. Uh Drew McDaniel probably could have gone deeper in the game if uh defense was decent behind him. He had 74 pitches in just three innings. Again, a lot of those were thrown after errors should have ended the first. We'll get to that here in a little bit. Struck out three, also walked three, though. Um had good velocity on his fastball, just location was a bit of an issue today. John Gaddis pitched and uh, and pitched well. Uh, struck out one, only gave up one hit in his three innings, and Brandon Johnson pitched the final inning for Ole Miss in the game. All right, so there's just a couple of just a box score stuff. But four thoughts from these two games for you. Uh, first of all, I- I'm a little bit concerned about two things, one more so than the other. First thing is defense. I'm really concerned about where they are defensively right now. I'm aware it's been really cold, miserably, miserably cold. I'm aware. Uh, But it's bad right now. They're a bad defensive baseball team right now. Errors everywhere, extending innings, leading to runs. Both games this weekend, VCU scored early runs thanks to bad defense. Uh, Today especially. I mean, VCU had a three spot with no hits in the first. A three spot with no hits in the first. Ole Miss has got to get better defensively because better teams will punish them for this. It's very easy to climb out of a 3-0 hole against VCU. Largely, you're going to shut them down on the mound, and your offense is so good that a 3-0 lead is, is really nothing to this offense when you're playing VCU. But you will get punished for this, and you will get punished for this soon. I mean, you've got Tennessee coming to Oxford in the second week of SEC play. Hell, even Auburn, I don't know what they've done this weekend. Last weekend had a really nice weekend. Auburn on the Plains will punish you for playing as poor of defense as Ole Miss has played on the infield uh, so far this year. They have got to clean it up. I'm aware it's been cold, miserably cold. 
I get it. But they've been awful defensively so far this year. I'm really concerned about that because, again, better teams, when they see them, will punish them for how bad they've been defensively. You can look past it when you're playing VCU and Charleston Southern and run-ruling everybody. It, it doesn't stick out. It should, though, and it will when conference play comes here uh, very soon. To a lesser degree, the second thing, I'm a little bit concerned about starting pitching. Now, they haven't had great defense behind them, and again, it's been cold. It's been miserably cold, and they're dominating teams. So we haven't gotten to see much, but from what I have seen, there isn't yet, and I'm not saying this is definitive, like this is how this team is and it will never change, but so far uh, there hasn't been that dominating performance from a starting pitcher yet where they strike out 13, uh, where they just run through these bad lineups and look completely overpowering. Uh, I mean, Derek Diamond was, again, he was fine in mean, five innings. It didn't give up an earned run, but only struck out two. It just didn't look like your typical Ole Miss Friday night starter where where he just comes in and completely overpowers a lineup. And again, it's early. You know, he didn't give up any runs. What What more can you ask for? But when it comes down to pressure games where where it's Friday night on the road in the SEC or when regional play comes around or super regional play comes around. From what I've seen so far, I don't know if Ole Miss yet has the starting pitching that can make you feel more confident in your team and and where their goals are. I don't see that yet. They've got an incredible offense. Maybe when it comes down to it, one of the best in the country. Uh, and they're they're really showing how good they are because in years past, good old Miss teams would not have been what they are right now offensively. So maybe that's enough to carry them. It certainly looks like it can be enough to carry them. But once conference play and stuff comes around, I am a little bit concerned that they don't have the dominating starting pitching that can carry them on a night where – you know, you're you're playing some of these teams in the SEC that have early round picks on the mound that are just really sharp on a Friday or a Saturday night, and you're not producing 14 runs. You're not scoring 10 runs, where you're putting up two. You do have do you have the starting pitching that can carry an offense that may be struggling with an elite level arm that you're going to see multiple times this year? When you play Mississippi State, for example, and although he was really bad this past weekend, but Landon Sims, for example, that guy can shut down any lineup. He's proven it. So if that's happening to you, can Diamond match him? We'll have to see because right now I don't think that answer is yes, but again, that's just right now, and things can certainly change. But that is something I'm a little bit concerned about. I, I just have not seen the dominance the overpowering dominance that you have gotten from Ole Miss pitchers in the past. So those are your two negative thoughts. But on the flip side, the offense is for real. And I know they haven't played anybody really worth a damn. I mean, they haven't. It's VCU and Charleston Southern and Arkansas State. But what makes this offense different than some of the Ole Miss offenses of the past that had really good players on it? Ole Miss has always had really good offensive players under Mike Bianco. But they're really patient. Um, 
I've watched Ole Miss teams uh, over the last 12 years since I've been affiliated with the school in one way or the other. Uh, take games like today, where they're, they were clearly the better team than VCU. But you guys have seen it. You know what I'm talking about. Where a lesser opponent jumps out to an early lead. And they press. And they have really bad at-bats. And they swing at first pitches and try to score five runs in one swing and stuff like that. Their approach this year, so far, has been incredibly patient. They haven't... uh, They rarely... I mean, it's baseball. Sometimes it happens, of course, but it, it they strike me as a more patient, more pragmatic, more intelligent, um, well-prepared offense. They're not giving free strikes by swinging at bad pitches or first pitches. They're, they're making their opponents work for it. They're being very patient. They're being very selective. Uh, when they got into an early 3 nothing lead today, there, there was no panic. There was no pressing. It was just one at bat, one swing at a time, and then boom, 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 boom. They win 14 to three. This offense is for real. They're patient. They've got power. They are dangerous one through nine, plus like three more guys that come off the bench. This offense is for real. There are going to be nights where they do struggle because it is baseball after all, and that's what happens. And power arms in the SEC are coming soon. However, they're for real. They're legit. They're going to win a bunch of games because they're going to mash on people. And what you should be encouraged by is not that they're scoring 14 runs. It's how they're scoring 14 runs. There, there's no pressing. There's no cheap outs, relatively speaking. I mean, of course, there are some, but there used to be an abundance of them for old Miss. I mean, all the time. The, the games like today are games that previous Ole Miss teams, good ones, lost or struggled in, like held on to win, that kind of thing. They are patient. They're smart. They're dangerous one through nine, regardless of the lineup. They're legit. They're for real offensively. There's no doubt about it. They're going to get tested a little bit more, obviously. Uh, you know, you've got UCF on the road in Orlando. No John Rice Plumley. For uh, for the Knights, I'm gonna quick see what UCF has done this year. They're six and one. They are six and one. They swept Siena. They won a midweek three to two over North Florida, and they took two of three this weekend from Georgia Southern. So uh, seemingly an uptick in competition. We'll see if that offense travels, but with approach, with preparation, with who they get production from. It's not just one or two or three guys. It's one through nine. They are as advertised, no doubt, offensively. At uh, at least early on in the season anyway. And last thing, of course, is time alone. Are you kidding me? What a bomb. Opposite way, what was it, 404 to the right center gap? Uh, I mean, in SEC defensive linemen are built differently, aren't they? I mean, you've seen 300-pound guys wear Ole Miss uniforms and and step up to the plate, but time alone is just built differently. <laughs> He's just built differently than every other baseball player I've seen. And in his second college at bat, his second college at bat hits an absolute freaking tank. I mean, that was awesome. Physically, he's just he looks different. But I remember back when 
when he signed as a dual sport athlete. I, I had people ask and people text into the radio show saying that, oh, well, Mike's only taking him on to help the football team. That is clearly not the case at all because uh, you guys call me crazy. Tell me if I'm wrong. Now, I know some people are and rightfully upset about certain lineups over the years and guys playing when maybe they haven't earned it or whatever. You know, I hear a lot about that with Ben Van Cleve. But Mike Bianco doesn't give gimmick at-bats. A guy may not produce, and you you may question why is he getting at-bats, but it, it's be, Mike isn't giving Malone two at-bats this weekend just to be like, ha-ha, look, I'm playing the football player. No, that means Ty Malone has earned those at-bats in Mike Bianco's eye. So, I don't know, none of you, may, or maybe none of you actually thought that, but I remember distinctly when Ty Malone signed and committed to be a dual-sport athlete at Ole Miss, I had people tell me that they're only doing the baseball thing to make sure he comes to play football, that baseball's not realistic for him. Well, at his size as a true freshman hitting a 400-foot opposite-way home run in his second college at bat, that dude's for real. That dude is for real. And uh, in case you're one of those people that's wondering if this will hurt football, it will not. He spring pra- Look, he doesn't need spring practice. It's just an opportunity for him to get hurt. Um, he'll be okay. If it was a quarterback, maybe a different story. But he plays defensive line. He's okay playing baseball in the spring. And he's already helping the team in year one. And it's he's it's so fun to watch him swing because he's so much bigger than everybody else. It's awesome. Uh, so what a day for uh, for time alone. That was uh, that was really cool. Really cool to see. Uh, what an athlete. Just what a what a freaking athlete, man. Unbelievable. Anyway, so good weekend. Good weekend. I mean, there are some concerns. The defense, uh, the defense is bad. They're they're bad defensively right now. They have got to get over that, and they've got to get over that soon. Um, I've got questions about starting pitching, but we'll see as the weather gets a little bit better and stuff if uh, if I'm wrong. Hope I'm wrong, of course. Uh, but the offense is legit. It is for real, and they've got real depth. And uh, they're taking care of business, which is all you can really ask for right now. So really encouraging weekend for, uh, for Ole Miss baseball. Thank you for tuning in. Enjoy the rest of your weekend, and I'll talk to you guys again uh, this week. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.